Good morning. This is Wednesday, March 16th, and this is the New Morning Mercies devotional. Discontent is good if it makes you long for home, but bad if it makes you doubt the one who prepares a place for you in his home. Answer me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O men, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when the, you have put more joy in my heart than they have have when their grain and wine abound in peace i will both lie down and sleep for you alone o lord make me dwell in safety psalms 4 these words were penned by david in one of the most heartbreaking moments of his life he's hiding out in a cave with a band of faithful men because his son is out to take his throne in a monarchy, the only way to securely take a throne is by ending the life of the person who is on the throne. Imagine where your thoughts would go, where your emotions would be, and where your heart would run in run to a situation like this. Is David content? Of course not. It appears that little good can come out of this moment in his life. Yet, in his grief and discontent, he knows remarkable peace. He even talks about his heart being filled with joy. Why? Because of the deepest, at the deepest of levels, neither his peace nor his joy is based on his circumstances, but on God who rules the circumstances. If David's security is in God and God alone, then he has as much security in that cave as he does in the palace, because it is the Lord alone who makes him dwell in safety. There is no doubt in David's words. What will it be for you today, the discontent of doubt and fear, or the contentment of peace and rest? It is only grace that can deliver us from fear and give our hearts rest even when we're in the cave once again. That's good. For further study and encouragement, read Micah 7. How sad for me, for I am like one who, when the summer fruit has been gathered after the gleaning of the grape harvest, finds no grape cluster to eat, no early fig which I crave. Godly people have vanished from the land. There is no one upright among the people. All of them wait in ambush to shed blood. They hunt each other with a net. Both hands are good at accomplishing evil. The official and the judge demand a bribe. When the powerful man communicates his evil desire, they plot it together. <laughs> the best of them is like a briar, and the most upright is worse than a hedge of thorns. The day of your watchman, the day of your punishment is coming. At this time, their panic is here. Do not rely on a friend. Don't trust in a close companion. Seal your mouth from a woman who li- from the woman who lies in your arms. For a son considers his father a fool. A daughter opposes her mother, and daughter-in-law is against her mother-in-law. A person's enemies are the people in his home. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will stand up. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I must endure the Lord's rage until he argues my case and establishes justice for me. He will bring me into the light. I will see his salvation. Then my enemy will see, and she will be covered with shame. The one who said to me, Where is the Lord your God? 
My eyes will look at her in triumph, and at that time she will be trampled like mud in the streets. A day will come for rebuilding your walls. On that day, your boundary will be extended. On that day, people will come to you from Assyria and cities of Egypt, even from from Egypt to the Euphrates River, and from sea to sea and mountain to mountain. Then the earth will become a wasteland because of its inhabitants and as a result of their actions. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock that is your possession. They live alone in a scrubland, surrounded by pastures. Let them graze at Bashan and Gilead as in ancient, ancient times. I will show them wondrous deeds, and in the days of your exodus from the land of Egypt, nations will see and be ashamed of all their power. They will put their hands over their mouths, and their ears will become deaf. They will lick the dust like a snake. They will come trembling out of their hiding places. Like reptiles slithering on the ground, they will tremble before the Lord our God. They will stand in awe of you. Who is a God like you, removing iniquity and passing over rebellion? For the remnant of his inheritance, he does not hold on to his anger forever, because he delights in faithful love. He will again have compassion on us. He will vanquish our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will show loyalty to Jacob and faithful love to Abraham, as you swore to your fathers long ago. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Lord, I this is such a good for good um, section. Um, Lord, I've sinned against you, and I must endure your rage until you argue my case and justice is established. That's uh, that's your word, Father, and um, thank you, Lord. I um, I'm discontent and I long for home. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not doubting. Um, Lord Jesus, I uh, I choose peace and rest, uh, and it is hard, and I can only do it through your grace that you can give to our heart, give my heart that rest when I'm in that cave again, and I'm in the cave, Lord Jesus, and it's um, dank and dirty and stinky, and and Lord, uh, um, but I choose peace and I choose rest. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this new day. In your name, I pray. Amen. Good morning, Trisha. It is Wednesday morning, um, the 16th of March, and this is the Seeing Beautiful Again devotional by Lisa Turkhurst. I don't want this to be part of my story. He gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40, verse 29. Dear God, please don't let this be part of my story. I wrote this in my journal, unable to process how a God who loves me and promises to protect me could allow this diagnosis on top of an already devastating season. When I first got my cancer diagnosis in the fall of 2017, my husband and I were separated. It wasn't my choice to live alone, and just about every single night during that intensely lonely season, I prayed with tears running down my face. I had been so sure God was going to move in a powerful way and somehow start making things turn around. But instead of things getting better, they just seem to get worse and worse. And now cancer? When life is unfolding in hard ways, it can feel impossible to understand why God would allow hurt upon hurt. How could his mercy not fix all this? How could he possibly use any of this for good? The biggest lesson I learned during this season is how limited our human vision really is. We see more and more unnecessary heartbreak. But God sees the exact pieces and parts that must be added right now to protect us, provide for us, and prepare us for more with more and more of his strength and working through us. We can't always assume the broken pieces of our life circumstances are terrible and pointless, not with our God. 
One day as I was reading Genesis chapter 2, I realized that out of all the ingredients in the world, God chose dust to breathe life into and create mankind. I merely wrote in my journal how much this encouraged my heart and helped me realize something different about the circumstances of my life that seemed beyond repair and reduced to rust. I wrote, dust doesn't signify an end. It's often what must be present for new to begin. A few days later, I shared with a friend about how when we place the dust of our life into God's hands and he mixes it with his living water, the clay that's formed can be made into anything. She smiled so big because her mom is a professional potter. She'd seen clay being formed in many beautiful things. When placed into her mother's hand, as she shared something with me that made my jaw drop, she told me that wise potters not only know how to form beautiful things from clay, but they also now know how important it is to add some of the dust from previously broken pieces of pottery to the new clay. This type of dust is called grog. A good potter takes broken pieces of pottery and shatters them to make the grog most useful for adding it to the new clay. When shattered just right, the grog dust added to the new clay will enable the potter to form the clay mixture into a larger and stronger vessel than it could otherwise be. And it can go through fires much hotter as well. Plus, when glazed, these pieces end up having a much more beautiful, artistic look to them than they would have otherwise. Isn't that incredible? And, when I, and then I read Isaiah 45.9, Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who, who are nothing but potsherds among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? I kept reading that verse from Isaiah and decided to dive a little deeper into the term potsherd. Potsherd is a broken piece of pottery. A broken potsherd can lie on the ground and be nothing more than a constant reminder of brokenness. It can also be used to continue to scrape us and hurt us even more when we grasp it into our, in our hands. Or the master potter can be entrusted to take that potsherd, shatter it just right, and then use it in remodeling, remolding us to make us stronger and even more beautiful. When I understand this, I saw that God was keeping me moldable while adding even more strength and beauty in the process. Much like he promises in our key verse for today, he gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak, Isaiah forty twenty nine. I didn't want to have cancer. There's no part of my human brain that thinks cancer is fair for any precious person who receives this diagnosis. God didn't cause this potsherd reality in my life. It's a result of living in the sin-soaked world. But I had to decide I didn't want that broken reality just to be a potsherd wasted on the ground or something I kept in my hand that hurt me more. I had to take it and entrust it to the Lord. What do you need to entrust to him today? God is making something beautiful out of our lives. Sweet friend, I truly believe in. We can keep questioning what he sees as the necessary ingredients to strengthen us, or we can choose to believe he can do amazing things with the dust and potsherds of our lives. I know it's not easy. But let's surrender every broken piece into the Father's hands. Lord, I believe you see things I cannot see, so give me the courage to press in even when I'm resistant to what you are doing in my life. I know if you have eventual good in mind, and I trust you with all my heart in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, I believe you see all see all things, everything that we can't see, that Trisha can't see, that I can't see. Give Trisha the courage to press in even when she's resistant to what you are doing in her life. Lord, what I'm resistant to what you're doing in my life. 
Lord, I know you have a venture good in mind for her, for us, for me. I trust you. I pray that Trisha would trust you with all her heart. I pray that um, she would not fear cancer, that she would not fear um, sickness or the plague by day or the death by night or the uh, Lord. I pray that you would, um, Lord, that we would be like potsherds used to, to create a beautiful pot. Lord, that we would not question the potter. Father, give us faith. Help us to see, to believe that you can take the broken things and make them beautiful again. Make them beautiful like they've never been. Lord Jesus, broken pots, clay, dust, Lord Jesus, just dust. It's so humbling to to know that you love those broken, shattered pieces. Oh, Lord Jesus, our soul cries out to you. My soul cries out to you. Trisha's soul cries out to you. We love you, Lord Jesus. This is not what we had, would write. This is not the story that we would have written. We would have never written this. But you have, and you have a plan, and you know what's going on, and you're in control. Father, forgive me when I get frustrated and disappointed and angry and in doubt my faith is little small as a mustard seed Lord Jesus sometimes forgive me Father God Lord take this broken vessel in your name I pray Amen